Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. There seems like a lot of negative news has been showing up lately, and it really can be somewhat depressing to see so many things going in the wrong direction. Well, today I wanted to bring you some good news that's happening to show that, you know, there are many that are fighting and winning the good fight. So we spent the entire week last week, as you probably know, looking at how terrible this diversity, inclusion, and equity training really is. Instead of teaching how to better unite a society, it teaches really quite the opposite, how to divide us. And it would more appropriately be called divide, exclude, and call everybody a racist training, at least in my opinion anyway. And in a series of articles from the Daily Wire comes this first bit of good news. A radical activist who has made anti-white comments is no longer in charge of diversity at the school's children of military members uh, attend, though she hasn't been fired or disciplined, the Pentagon said Thursday. Now, Kalisa Wing, the former diversity, equity, and inclusion chief for the Department of Defense Education Activity Schools, which is DODI, they like to abbreviate it, uh, made numerous comments such as, I'm so exhausted at these white folks in these PD sessions. This lady actually had the caudacity to say that black people can be racist too. I had to stop the session and give Karen the business. <laughs> she she wrote books with with lines such as if you are white you must feel bad about hurting others or you might feel afraid to lose this privilege as well as one called what does it mean to defund the police she also said that people need to agitate 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 for revolutionary changes and that if Karen tells me about her feelings, I might lose it. The employee was speaking in a personal capacity as a result, said the director of Doty, and and took no disciplinary action, uh, is what the letter uh, said from them. Uh, The director of Doty uh, concluded that it was uh, appropriate for the employee to continue working for Doty. Uh, separate, uh, separately, though, as, as part of a headquarters restructuring, as they're calling it, the employee was assigned to another position that does not include diversity, equity, and inclusion. <laughs> this is from a letter from the uh, Undersecretary of Defense for Personal uh, Personnel and Readiness, uh, Gilbert R. Cisneros. Now, uh, Representative Elise Uh, Stefanik, who is a Republican from New York, told Cisneros, quote, you should know you are DOD official. One reason you should know that that is in her own presentation as a DOD employee at Doty uh, Summit. And she said that my passion work is dismantling. This is this is what this this gal said. My passion is dismantling disparate 
discipline systems. I mean, a discipline system would be like the military, right? <laughs> Department of, of Defense. <laughs> and she that's her passion is, is to dismantle that, yet she's working for them. And she said, and I am hugely passionate about dismantling the school to prison pipeline. I have written a book called Promises and Possibilities, Dismantling the School to Prison Pipeline. Shameless plug. That's her, that, that's literally her words there. She is plugging her own stuff while working for the Department of Defense. However, the comments that the DOD determined were merely personal were only one of the issues raised by op OpenTheBooks.com, a, a leading government transparency organization. They, we've, we've talked about them many times before. They're a really good organization, and they, uh, they end up finding out a lot of things that uh, are, tend to go hidden and not, not in the propaganda media. Now, OpenTheBooks found that while working as a DOD employee, she also ran a consulting firm called Promises and Possibilities, LLC, that has collected tens of thousands of dollars from other sources. Uh, a FOIA request uh, showed that New Jersey Creskill School District paid Wing $26,200 simultaneous to her T DOD job before canceling her contract following the news of her offensive statements. <laughs> so despite, this is, this is a quote, despite a full-time job based in Virginia, Wing often spent time during the work week consulting uh, viral or uh, 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 virtual or in-person training sessions for Creskill staff. Now, o Open Books found this out through the FOIA requests, and the DOD refused to fulfill o uh, Open the, the Books FOIA request for time cards and the conflict of interest disclosures that could show whether this amounted to misconduct. Now, Wing told the Military Times that, quote, I disclosed to my employer my private activities as required, unquote. But, of course, they wouldn't supply the FOIA requests in order to prove that. <laughs> so, Open the Books founder uh, told the Daily Wire Friday that, uh, that Wing had started, uh, stated that her mission was to uproot, tear down, rip up, and destroy in equitable spaces. In addition to her six-figure GS-14 government job, Wing was also collecting tens of thousands of dollars through her private consultory, offer offering uh, these diversity and equity materials to public schools at large. This included the same professional training for staff that she was giving teachers in the uh, Doty schools. So even though she is not fired and, and not disciplined as of yet, officially, at least she is no longer teaching kids, right? That's good news. And her, her contract even has been canceled with the school district. So good things are happening and they're going in the right direction. And, and what DIE leads to is a division of people based on, on their skin color. And they also they also hate free speech. I mean, that's very obvious in their stuff. So many colleges and universities have given in to these racist activists. But Standard, Stanford Law School doesn't seem to be one of them at this point. Stanford Law School Dean Jenny Martinez doubled down on her support of free speech, regardless 
of who agrees with it. This is in a memo published on Wednesday. Martinez joined Stanford President Mark Tessler, uh, Tessier Levine, uh, in apologizing after students and at least one faculty member verbally accosted Fifth Circuit uh, Court Judge Kyle Duncan. Uh, he was a guest of the campus chapter of Federalist Society, and she, she in turn was quickly attacked for defending the judge. So you may have seen some of this, but there, there is a, a video and things out there. Martinez addressed the situation in a memo, making it clear that she would not be bullied into changing her position, noting that her original intent had been to wait until after final exams to fully address the situation. And she said that the continuing attacks and even threats had been had convinced her that more immediate action was necessary. So she, this is what she said. She said, quote, in the message below, I respond below to many of the questions I continue to receive about why I apologized to uh, Judge Duncan, why I stand by the apology, and why the protest violated the university's policy on disruption. I articulate how I believe our comment Um to diversity and include our commitment to diversity and inclusion means that we must protect the expression of all views is what she said. She went on to argue that while some of the students had claimed that their protest was protected under the first amendment, their right to speak should, uh, should not be misconstrued as a right to shut down the opposing view until they could not be heard. Quote, a university classroom setting for a guest speaker invited by a student organization is thus a setting where the First Amendment tolerates greater limitations on speech than it would in a traditional public forum. This is what she said. And quote, some students contend that the judge invited the heckling with offensive comments or engagement with protesters. These arguments misunderstand the nature of the disruption policy. The policy would not be meaningful to protect and carrying out the public events and the right of attendees to hear what is said if it applied only when a speaker says things protesters in the audience found agreeable. Martinez continued by saying, nor does the fact that the speaker departs from their, their planned remarks and engages with the hecklers justify further heckling that disrupts the event. The, Stan the Stanford disruption policy prohibits not just con conduct that literally drowns out the speaker, but also that which disrupts the effective carrying out of the event. That's really good. It's really good stuff. Martinez concluded by noting that all law school students would be required to attend a training session. <laughs> I'd love to see that one. During which they would discuss freedom of speech and the norms of the legal profession and address how vulgar personal insults, like the things that they shouted to Judge Duncan, could ultimately prove damaging to their professional reputations. Now, as for the school's uh, diversity dean, uh, Steinbeck, uh, who, who joined the dis uh, disruptors and attacked Duncan herself, has been placed on leave. See, good news. During the protest, when Duncan called for an administrator to help settle the, the students, 
Steinbeck took over the podium herself and turned on the judge, and she claimed that his opinions from the bench land as absolute disenfranchisement and suggests that he did not deserve a public forum. Now, Martinez did not comment further on Steinbeck's status, but did say that the students involved were not likely to face disciplinary action, in large part because their administrator had made it appear as though their disruption was acceptable. Now, Steinbeck has actually sent come out to defend herself by saying that she was only trying to de-escalate things. <laughs> that is in no way de-escalating things whatsoever. She, again, is a liberal and just thinks that people are stupid. Now, one of the hypocrisies of diversity and inclusion and, and equity, or die, is that they say that drag queens are promoting um, you know, negative stereotypes of women. But it's okay to do that. Well, a public university president canceled a student drag show on campus on Tuesday and gave a really a, a fierce rebuke of drag. Let me get into this here. It says Walter Wendler, uh, the, the president of West Texas A&M University, canceled the drag show on Tuesday. And he also sent an email to students explaining the reasoning behind his decision, which he also shared as a post on his blog. In the message, Wendler blasted drag shows, saying that they are degrading and, and misogynistic by their very nature. West Texas A&M University uh, is, will not host a drag show on campus, Wendler stated in a post. And he said that a harmless drag show? No such thing. <laughs> That was what his post was actually in, uh, entitled from the very get-go. The event was scheduled uh, for March 31st and intended to raise money for the Trevor Project, which is an LGBTQ agency group, which claims to work to prevent suicide amongst the LGBTQ youth. Uh, Windler said the cause uh, was noble and that it was a tragedy for any person to consider, you know, har self-harm. And Wendler went on to say that each and every person has human dignity and that that idea is foundational to American life and that drag shows violate that dignity. Quote, does a drag show pr preserve a single thread of human dignity? I think not, he wrote. As a performance exaggerating aspects of womanhood, sexuality, and femininity, and gender, drag shows uh, stereotype women in cartoon-like extremes for the amusement of others and discriminate against womanhood. Any event which diminishes an individual or group through such um, uh, representation is wrong. That's what he said. He's, he's, he's pulling no punches here. And WT endeavors to treat all people equally, the university president continued. He said, drag shows are uh, de derisive and divisive and demoralizing misogyny. No matter the statement, no, no matter uh, the, the stated intent, such conduct runs counter to the purpose of WT, a 
person or group should not attempt to elevate itself or a cause by mocking another person or group. As a university president, I would not support blackface performances on our campus, even if told the performance is a form of free speech or intended as humor. It is wrong, and I do not support any show, performance, or artistic expression which denigrates others, in this case, women, for any reason. Wow, that's a statement, isn't it? Wendler uh, commented that the West Texas A&M community should live by the golden rule, which he also called the law of reciprocity. Uh, He quoted examples of this rule from the uh, Gospel of Matthew and a Buddhist text and the the book of Tobit, uh, Tobit, which it's it's the uh, Hebrew Bible. Uh, He also compared it to uh, Newton's third law of, of motion, Uh, where each action has an equal and opposite reaction. He said, quote, mocking or uh, objectifying in any way members of any group based on appearance, biases, or uh, uh, predisposition is unacceptable. Now, Wendler continued on noting that that, uh, equality between the sexes took centuries of work. And he also pointed out that the stated purpose of the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission and and common sense reject acts of prejudice. Quote, no account of fancy rhetoric, footwork, or legal wordsmithing eludes the fact that drag shows denigrate and demean women. Notable goals notwithstanding. And he also said, you know, like I said earlier, he, he said a harmless drag show not possible. And he concluded with this. He said, I will not appear to condone the uh, the dis- diminishment of any group at the expense of uh, impertinent gestures toward another group for any reason, even when the law of the land appears to require it. Wow. He is correct. Drag shows and the LGBTQ plus agenda is is derisive and divisive and demoralizing. I mean, there are some that that are not going to 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 be forced to support it. And here's one guy right here. He he is absolutely doing the right thing for his his university. And 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 talk about doing the right thing. Two brothers who are teammates on the NHL's Florida Panthers refused to wear an LGBTQ sweater during team's warm-up skate on Thursday night, citing their religious beliefs. Eric and Mark Stahl, who joined San Jose Sharks goalie James Reimer and Philadelphia Flyers uh, defenseman Ivan uh, Provorov, who have also refused to take part in warm-ups with pride-themed jerseys. Now, this is what the brother said, quote, after many thoughts, prayers, and discussions, we have chosen not to wear a Pride Night jersey tonight. We carry no judgment on how people choose to live their lives and believe that all people should be welcome in all aspects of the game of hockey. Having said that, we feel that by us wearing a Pride jersey it goes against our Christian beliefs. We hope you can respect this statement 
we will not be speaking any further on this matter and would like to continue to focus on the game and helping the Florida Panthers win the Stanley Cup. This is what they concluded with. Now, Reimer uh, had stated that he said, I am choosing not to endorse something that is counter to my personal convictions, which are based on the Bible, the highest authority in my life. I strongly believe that every person has value and worth, and the LGBTQIA plus community, like all others, should be welcomed in all aspects of the game of hockey. Um, <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't argue with that, can you? He says, I, I, uh, and actually, um, Pro- Provorov uh, said that um, that I respect everybody, and I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. Now, he is a Russian Orthodox um, a Christian and, and said in January, uh, after refusing to wear his, his pride-themed jersey, this very thing. He, uh, with with Provy, um, his coach said, he's being true to himself and his religion. This has to, has to do with his belief and his religion. And it's one thing I respect about Provy. He's always true to himself. And that's where we're at with that. That, that actually came from his coach uh, from, from the, the, the Flyers, um, John Torreletta. Now, two days after Provolov um, refused to wear the Pride-themed jersey, the jersey was sold out on several websites in men's sizes. Um, <laughs> quote, as of Thursday afternoon on the Fanatics and NHL shop sites, The jersey did not appear to be available in men's sizes and was only available to be purchased in women's sizes. Uh, Outkick reported that the men's jersey for the players was only available in extra small size. (laughs) And and Fanatics and NHL uh, shop were both saying that the jerseys were almost gone uh, because everybody was buying them up. So, you know, it's, it's, it's so good to see these, these Christian players taking a stand for what they believe and not just acting like lemmings in order to preserve their career or something like that. Right. They're actually taking a stand and see what's happening. People respect that when you take a stand, whether they, they agree with you or not, oftentimes, if they, if you take a stand and you, and you take a, 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 uh, a stand that that is based on your values and 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 what you believe people are going to respect that but there are more than just a few players that are trashing their pride themed jerseys a whole teams are now doing it the chicago blackhawks will not take the ice uh for uh they did not take the ice for for uh, sunday's game uh warmups wearing pride themed jerseys uh, is what a source told the Atlantic. Uh, the, de- the the decision, according to a report published last Wednesday by the outlet, was made by team officials in the front office rather than by players themselves. But the stated goal was to ensure that safety and and several players who have deep ties to Russia. This is kind of an interesting twist. At, at, at uh, issue is a large a a a new law signed in December by Russian President Vladimir Putin, which bans all LGBTQ propaganda, is how he puts it, and prohibits Russian citizens from promoting or sharing information about homosexuality, whether that be on television, in books, in advertising, online, or in public. 
It expands a previous law that banned express, uh, expressing or demonstrating LGBTQ behavior, behavior in front of children. The official publishment for those found in violation, punishment for those found in violation of this law is a fine, but officials within the Blackhawks organization opted to nix the pride theme wear just to stay on the safe side. Three of the team's players have some ties to embattle, the embattled nation. Defenseman Nikita uh, Zakzev, who was born in Moscow, um, but but uh, but goalie Anton uh, Kudinin, uh, who is from uh, Kazakhstan, uh, and Swedish-born uh, forward Philip uh, Kushershev, uh, both have uh, direct ties to Russia or family members that are actually still there. Uh, the Chicago Gay Hockey Association, yes, there is one, uh, released a statement calling the decision disappointing, but said that it would not uh, deter the organization in its work to make hockey a more inclusive place, right? You got to throw in the inclusive there. Now, Outposts uh, banned, um, uh, panned the decision as a um, cop-out and, and another black eye for the NHL Pride Nights. <laughs> but, you know, things are changing for the good. And, and in so many areas that seem seemed hopeless in our society. Many, many times celebrities will say that they are now a Christian and let their lives never change. But the Bible says that you will be known by your fruits, meaning that people will see the change in your life. Uh, in, in this next story, we see someone who not only says that Christ has changed her life, but is making dramatic changes as a result. Former stripper and OnlyFans uh, uh, content creator, Black China um, ex explained in her in a recent interview published Friday why she chose to quit the the perf uh, the perform per performance thing that she does and re reverse some plastic surgery procedures. The 34 year old celebrity and uh, said that that her conversion to Christianity inspired her to pursue a different way of life which did not include the degrading nature of OnlyFans, despite how lucrative it was for her. She also started using uh, her given name, Angela White. She said, I am not doing OnlyFans anymore. I'm kind of past that. <laughs> she said, White um, said during an interview that it is one of those things where I did what I needed to do at the moment because of circumstances I was in. But besides you know, be, with, with me being baptized, that's just not what God would want me to do. It's kind of degrading. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she literally, uh, some said that she made close to 20 million a month though. She said, no, really, I, I, I made about a million dollars a year doing that. Uh, white who was once, uh, engaged, uh, to Rob Kardashian, um, and shares a child with him announced that she uh, was baptized as a Christian in 2022 and she said, I think my baptism uh, on my uh, birthday uh, played a big part. E everything has been kind of trickling down for me and, and lining up perfectly. And now I, I'm, I'm just going by faith. I'm not even really doing, uh, going by like what uh, Black China uh, way would do it or, or even An the Angela way. Let me just let God lead me from now on. Um, kind of, kind of a neat story here, and you, and and you can read more about it, uh, you know, um, on uh, Daily Wire and whatnot. But, 
but it's it's really really neat to see how people uh, literally their lives are changed when it, uh, when when they devote themselves to Christ. Um, she said, as, as as women, we want to look the best and, and feel as as fake as possible and and plastic, and everything needs to be perfect in this and that. But that's not normal. That 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 comes from insecurities and and different things of of that sort, and and just being in that certain kind of life and, and lifestyle, she says, pr- really emphasizes that. She says, so I'm kind of done with that type of lifestyle. I just want to step into my own and own it, she said, uh, clarifying that that while she's not against cosmetic procedures, she thinks uh, that she personally took it too far. So, so good for her. You know, I mean, really good for her. She joined so many other Christians that have turned their life around and found life and fulfillment in our living God. Uh, and 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 that's how you know that that it really is a real thing. When you can see for yourself the changes in your own life, you can see the changes in others that claim that they uh, have, have have had a saving experience. Uh, uh, God has saved them from their sins and and turned their life around. You see all of this, and and I hope I hope that you've enjoyed this really bit of good news today. If you have, please go to our uncommon sense. Christianity and Politics podcast page, and 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 hit follow uh, to be notified of of new episodes and and even even a five star rating if you're so inclined to do so. <laughs> Would love to have that. It obviously helps us out a lot. And you can always go to uncommonsensepodcast.com. And thank you for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.